0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Digital Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: It is indeed a Thursday, because there's a day that ends with Y, but it's not one of the other six days of the week.
0: Well, it has a thir in it, so.
1: Saturday?
0: Saturday?
1: Something?
0: Sure. Anyways. Okay, I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. If, of course, you at any point during the show want to add to the topics or questions of the show, all you got to do is drop in the chat and we'll try our best to cover them during the show. If we unfortunately do run out of time, we will try, we'll try to add it to the very next show. So here we go. Um, so I have uh, quite a few questions uh, that were asked to me this past week. And so I figured I 42,
1: would... 42, 42.
0: Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of those are going to work, but we could try. Let's see if 42 applies to any of these. And I then mean, we it's the answer
1: it. to the universe. What more do you need, sir?
0: Actually, the first one is not a question. It is literally a, an article that came out, or I guess a news story that came out at the beginning of the month, and we missed it last week, so I want to uh, circle back and, and get it. And that is that, <laughs> you know, the wonder... Uh, Activision Blizzard craziness that's always happening around the world. Yes. Uh, It turns out that Activision may have illegally fired some of their game testers for refusing to go back to in-person work.
1: I'd be shocked.
0: I can feel the sarcasm from here. Yes, apparently at least two and maybe more uh, were fired because they did not feel safe about returning to in-person after, of course, working remotely for the past two years.
1: Is it actually illegal to do that? Yes. I did not know that. I mean, because tons of people have been like, let go or fired because of it. At I think, companies. I think
0: if, I think most employers, if, if, um, if the employee doesn't return, they do a severance package.
1: I mean, education doesn't give a shit.
0: Well, yeah. The education is a different, um, thing, but for, I mean,
1: there's tons of companies where it's, their contracts are and It's well, tough cookies. I mean, but I think that's, that, that, I I think think that's a the thing that when they have an issue, but
0: when they, when they originally became testers, I believe the contract stated, um, remote work and i think that because they were changing the wording of the contract yeah. that's where they got in trouble
1: yeah i guess the question is like do contracts renew you know like i think I when, heard... when
0: if a contract renews and and you are very aware of this that sometimes contracts get reworded they get reworked uh when it comes up for the renewal of said contracts i have not had to deal with that so i wouldn't know but especially when you work in the education system my understanding is that yeah exactly
1: i mean i guess like if you have like a contract and it gets like changed randomly outside of contract time then that's different um
0: but i think it also has to be agreed upon right
1: well i mean i just like rewrite the the the
0: EULA without having people accept
1: it i read stories all the time online of people who get hired for what's supposed to be remote work they get hired and all of a sudden it's like oh by remote, we meant in the office three days and you can maybe work from home the other two days
0: see I, I, that, that's
1: an all too common occurrence
0: and the sad thing is the vast majority of those jobs the the individual who got suckered into it is not going to have enough money to afford an attorney, so they're just going to have to suck it up and do it.
1: Well, it doesn't help that in uh, our lovely country, that normally the rights are not in our favor whatsoever. So you're pretty much hosed. Oh yeah,
0: no, no, it's 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 the it's the big companies. It's in favor of capitalism. They don't want the little guys to up. you know. Uh, what is it called? Upset the apple cart.
1: I mean, if HR was smart, then they would just fire them without cause, without actually saying anything about remote versus right in person. Right. And then it's like because pretty much every state. There's like one that's not it's you can be fired at any time for any reason. Well, not any reason. <laughs> well, not give a reason I should say.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can be very vague about the reason uh, that basically um, it has come to our attention that we no longer require your assistance on said project. So we're letting you go. Exactly.
1: Like if you're smart as a company, <clears throat> that's what you do. You don't actually <clears throat> give a reason.
0: The less you can, the, 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 oh my gosh, why can't I say this correctly? This is going to come out wrong. The <laughs> lesser, the, the, the few, there we go. The fewer facts that you give concrete facts that you give for the reason why you're terminating a contract, the better it is because vagueness is a big company's best friend. And that's what they do. They're vague. It,
1: I mean, well, I and mean, you look at the like big tech companies just laying off like 10,000 people. They're probably not giving reasons. They're just, here you go, see the door.
0: The market guess, is, 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 partner. uh, the market is, you know, it's showing a change and therefore we do not feel safe, uh, uh supporting this large of a employee base. Uh, thank you for your services.
1: I mean, we overhired about 10,000 people. That's just a minor correction we're taking.
0: Yes, we we uh, overshot what we thought was going to be required to um, could make this. Co- well, actually, no. That what's what happens is, and a lot of things is you've got a humongous project that is make or break for the company, so they swell the ranks up to make sure that they get. That project exactly where it needs to be on the de- deadline, and once it's there, and now they're established, they can get rid of basically uh, a quarter of the people they hired because now they're good. They've got an established product. Now they all got you know a lot of the companies. All they got to do is just do patches and updates.
1: Well, the other reality too is that's all the an- it's also the answering to the Wall Street. Right. When you have a large headcount, regardless of their productivity or how useful they are. Mm-hmm. You always need to be making more monies because just X profit is not enough. It has to be X times two profit at all times. Times perpetuity. two?
0: Times four, dude.
1: I was trying to be nice, man. But that is the other reality is there's always the <coughs> pressure, regardless of their need, to just fire people to make more monies.
0: Agreed. Yeah, they, they can't state, I'm sorry. Our company wants to turn more of a profit. Therefore, we're letting you go.
1: Hey, at least to be telling the truth.
0: <laughs> yes. And, and, but, and wouldn't that be a breath of fresh air?
1: It'd be like, well, okay. I can't really argue with that one. All right. At least you're being honest. That's right. different. I'll take that. It hurts,
0: but I, I understand, especially in a capitalistic society, that that's what everyone's trying to do. So yeah, that sucks balls, but thank
1: you. I mean, infinite growth forever and ever, right? <laughs>
0: If only that's the way the world worked no. or once you have the job, you get to keep it as long as you want it.
1: That'd be nice. Yeah, but... that would. Yeah. That gets into a whole area of interestingness. Cause like, I mean, if we're going off on that tangent, like mm-hmm. myself, you know, take my current job. Mm-hmm. I would think it's something that I can basically do forever and I'd be fine in, but like, I'm not going to just start slacking off, even though I know that I'm secure in that job. But the other side, of the argument is, which I don't really think is very true, honestly, is like, oh, if people know that they'll basically have their jobs forever; they're just going to slack off and not really do it. So we always have to be holding people's feet to the fires.
0: No, no, I, and I understand that if if you're not, you know, if you're not pulling your weight, then by all means, your ass is grass. However, if you're doing what you're asked. To do, then you know. That's what I'm
1: most adults like <laughs> do what's required of them. You know what I mean? It's like right. There's always the exceptions. I get that, but for the most part, everyone I've encountered pretty much does what they need to. Yes, it's usually not an issue. Yeah. Um.
0: Now, I, yeah. I, I've definitely dealt with individuals who know how to do exactly what they need to do, and then they. They, but they lack interpersonal skills and piss off a lot of people, that's a good mm. reason that maybe you need to leave the company.
1: Yeah, that can be tricky. And especially like working remote versus in-person gives you a very different interaction oh, God, yes, yes. in those regards for better or for worse.
0: <clears throat> and I don't mean to be mean, but if you've ever gone to a convention, you understand that being virtual and being in person can be very different to interactions between human beings. Oh yeah. All I'm saying is deodorant.
1: You can smell me through my microphone, that's creepy, yo.
0: No, not you, you're fine, but there are certain individuals at conventions that you're just like you you just want to give them a gift card to like Target to or to the or the pharmacy section just like, look, man, I'll even give you a how-to video,
1: please. You know what I just realized? What's that? Ultra Confusion needs for conventions.
0: Ultra Confusion deodorant?
1: Yes! <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Old Spice is already red, so just slap the sticker on there. Boom!
0: <laughs> See if I can get a bunch of the um, the the demo things and just slap the Ultra Confusion logo on yes! top of it.
1: Every time, like, people start going to um, hotels, ask for, like, a courtesy deodorant from the front desk and just start collecting them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you give out. Hell, do it just so actually do to all of the stuff. Every time you know like all your friends and family go, just have them get all the swag of any like good body stuff, be the body lotion, the deodorant, doesn't matter what it's shampoo,
0: conditioner, lotion, toothpaste. Give it
1: out to people.
0: Hair net. Yeah. Oh shower cap, sorry, shower cap.
1: (laughs) (coughs) You might have something there. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a new Excuse micro me. marketing technique. Yeah. And then on this other side of the hairnet, I have knives. Can I offer you some? Of oh these? dear God. They're branded though.
0: Uh. So, last week, um, I'm trying to remember what, what exactly we named the show last week. But some everybody has been laughing their ass off. What the hell did I call it? I'm trying to remember. Oh yes. Uh, verify with VHS cassette was the name of our last episode and uh nice. apparently it's it's a fan favorite so
1: it's a it's a it's a hard come back it, <laughs> it's getting me prepared for stranger things season five
0: yeah all right so let's get into some of these questions that were asked uh most of them were asked during uh different live streams I've been doing as well as some of the uh some off air stuff so the first question By that the way,
1: I think your cough is contagious damn
0: Sorry, man. It's this, notice that my voice has already changed. It's become more nasally within the, what, the 16 minutes that we've been live. So yeah. All right, first question. All right, first question is, how much, in your opinion, how much do bots actually affect gameplay in MMOs?
1: Me personally, very little. Because most of the bot interaction really comes down to the market house. In my experience, is they're basically farming materials and all that, blah, 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 to basically get materials and stuff for the market house. I mean, <clears throat> I've in MMOs. I've never been much of a market house person. Like, mm-hmm. Some people play the market house, like that's their game. Me, I'm like, I only really play the market house. Like if there's something I need, like, oh crap, I need... 20 potions of this certain type to go on a raid or like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm crafting to level up my armor smithing. I just need to buy some ore off of it. Um, so like that's the extent really that I play the market house or auction house or whatever you're calling it these days. Right. Um, so for me personally, I'm pretty much like, nah, like it's not a good thing to have bots doing it. But in the end, it really doesn't affect me. Uh, and I feel like I don't see bots as much as I used to also. I'm certain they still exist. Um, I remember the old days of like World of Warcraft and when like 14 Final Fantasy came out, mm-hmm. like it would be very obvious. Yeah. They see the character do the exact same rotation. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you're like, wow, that's pretty obvious. So I guess bots have also maybe become a little bit more smarter and incognito in their ways. Well, t-
0: Blizzard just uh, did just kick off 10,000 undead bots off the, one of their servers. No, there goes I my know. bot form. Oh my God. Look, uh, it, the thing is like, you're, you're right. I think that in, in certain respects, I think that bots are, are an issue when it comes to, um, or could potentially be an issue when it comes to things like the marketplace or whatever. Uh, it's not like the bots are stealing, you know, um, uh you know rare drops or something um, but there are yeah, definitely most
1: rare drops are either like gated behind like actually difficult mobs or yeah. like dungeons and other things that bots probably aren't going to do
0: yeah, now, that being said, you know there was i don't know if do we do people still buy characters
1: honestly, I have no idea.
0: Because, I mean, I, I understand, like, you know, you, you basically having a bot that literally does exactly what South Park did in uh, Make Love, Not Warcraft, where they're literally just killing boars in, in the uh, in the woods for, like, hours on end to, like, raise the level. Yep. Um, and then you turn around and make a profit. That...
1: <sighs> I mean, it was definitely a thing when I was playing. I remember, um, <coughs> um, like, you could sell... You know, your level 80. Actually, no, sorry, level 60 character geared up and yep. stuff. Yep. And like, it was first take. Yeah, I just took a quick cut. I was just curious. Like, World of Warcraft character on eBay, and I don't see anything. Yeah. Um, at least, no, eBay, eBay
0: put a stop to that. Um,
1: uh, so, so much I paid attention. But no, yeah, the they, they, I
0: uh, no, I don't think they, I think eBay's completely hands off when it comes to uh, completely digital. Um, uh, IP when it when it uh, pertains to a- another um games IP so that you won't see anything from like people selling shit f- uh from Well I
1: think uh, what you see now though is you see boosting services. Yes. Um so like I know and like when I played Overwatch it was definitely a big thing. Um like I just looked and I can get a World of Warcraft boost through dungeons and heroic raids and other things. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so there's definitely ways that... So I guess now, that's the deal. Is instead of basically buying characters, what you used to do back in the day, now you get a boost. Like, they log in as your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they either do it to a certain level. It's based on how much it is. If you want to watch them as they do it, because you can party up with them, there's all kinds of, like, different services you can get that I've seen. Mm-hmm. When I was just, like, curious of going down that rabbit hole. I never have actually done it. But I've been very intrigued of like, what does this actually cost? And it's like, it's affordable and yet not cheap at the same time. Right. Like, I mean, probably people of our age could afford to get boosted if they wanted to, but like, it would also raise a very large question mark of like, why did you spend this money? Cause this really stands out. So you could do it, but it's not something I'd recommend because the other big issue of course is one of the reasons you do it yourself is you learn the mechanics of that character and how to play it and all those different (laughs) things. If you get boosted, well, you're obviously not going to know those things. So that's another major issue.
0: Right. Which you, you saying, you talking about learning how to, you know, your, the, the way your character is and, and all the nuances that actually leads into the next in my opinion, the next topic, and that would is um, um, speed runs. Have you ever done them? And if so, or if you've ever thought about doing, what game would you do it? And the main part about speed runs is you need that proficiency in games in order to do it.
1: Um, I guess you could say that I've. Sp- Speed, like my extent to probably speed running it would be like an online game like an mmo and action rpg trying to level up a different character mm-hmm. so like i've already gone through like let's just say the main storyline i was actually doing this yesterday actually with last epoch mm-hmm. where they now released the online patch well i've already done a bunch of my single player characters up to a certain level so it was super quick for me to go through multiplayer now because you're not interchangeable which makes sense right um so i took my online character i'm like okay i'm just going to quickly like boost it myself basically because i've done this enough where i know what i'm doing at this point um, rinse and repeat but, yeah so for me that's where speed runs make sense in mm. that regard when you just want to get that different character with skills you've already done um up to a certain level to kind of catch back up i totally get or what you see too is like if you have like built-in skill choices, but you want to try a different skill build, then you kind of have to speed run yourself up to that and then do a divergence of skills.
0: Right. For me, I think if you've, if you've been watching, uh, the Ultra confusion Twitch channel, I think you've seen that I've, that I've been playing a ton of dead cells and, and- I'm basically doing speed runs at this point. I have I've yet to complete the entire thing, but I've gotten it, I've played it so much that I'm playing at a much faster pace than I would have at the beginning, where I can easily make it to, at least to the first boss, maybe the second boss, um, without too much, um, issue. That being said, one of the, one of the reasons for that is because in games like Dead Cell and and other games, you you're going to die a lot. However, after you die, there's a chance that you've unlocked additional stuff, which allows you Mm. to do more in the run. One of the things about Dead Cells is um, you could potentially, I think you could do a run from end to end if you're really effing lucky uh, Mm -hmm. without any of the extra stuff. However, the extra stuff will definitely help you. There's these runes that you can pick up that allow you to do... Actually, no, you'd at least have to have one rune to do the run because... Yeah. Anyways. Um, but the runes allow you to do more stuff, uh, open up more areas that allows for more branching and then it comes back together. And you can also open up more weapons. You can, uh, upgrade the amount of health potions you have at your disposal, that kind of stuff. Um, so have I, have I actually recorded a speed run? No, but I think at this point, if you watch me play dead cell, every single one, is as it's pretty close to a speed run i'm not i'm not trying to take my time i'm trying to fly through certain sections so i could get to the the areas that i have trouble with
1: well kind of related to that i have a question for you sir Mm -hmm. so i was actually watching it was a um diablo 4 video Mm -hmm. um kind of overview actually from asmongold Mm -hmm. and what it brought up was so, kind of like I was saying earlier, the idea of kind of built-in skills. And so, apparently, what happened with Diablo Four is early on, it's very easy to change your skills, but as you get later into the game, like a certain level, it becomes like very difficult to change your skills.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the premise from the developer is basically it then require the whole idea is is it then requires gamers to really think about those skills. what do they want to do with those skills Mm -hmm. and to which i would say that's complete bullocks for two reasons in my opinion i want to hear what your thoughts are but for two reasons for any one is in a lot of these games if let's just say you play i'm just making up a level i don't know what the level in diablo 4 is let's just say it's level 80 okay and you get up to that 80 and you realize oh crap i now have my sunk cost into a build that's not going to be able to do in-game content,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of gamers are just going to say, screwed, I'm done. I'm not going to play anymore. Cause I can't respect at all. Right. Um, and two in the age of Twitter and YouTube, it actually reduces build viability because people are just going to go find the super meta and not even try out different builds yep. and it actually kills build variety. Like that's why I like last Epoch is because. You do lose a little bit by changing your skills, but you get them back pretty quickly with the way the skill system works. Mm -hmm. I like it because it makes you think about it, but it's not harsh to change it. There's a little bit of penalty, so you just don't do it every second, but you kind of really have to think about it. So to me, that's a great compromise. You lose a little bit, but you can still change it without a problem. So, But if you just can't change it at all, at that point, I'm like, no, that's just – to me, that's a – very old way of thinking about video games.
0: I agree. I I think that we're, we're to the point of the, this like, you know, a pick and choose uh, customization thing where we want to see what truly sticks. And sometimes what sticks at the beginning does not stick at the end. Um, Now um, to circle back to the game that I've been playing a shit ton of dead cell. um, One of the things is you get, what's called mutations. You get three mutations. Um, one of them is basically gives you a second life. Uh, this, another one gives you like the ability to, uh, uh, there's a percentage chance that you will regain life upon a successful hit. Um, and for most of those mutations, you have the ability though, it's going to cost you, uh, you have the ability to basically respec between levels. Um, so let's say that that's, that was a great, uh, you know, those mutations were great for the first three levels, but now that I'm past the third level, this is because of the way that I've been building my character. It, it's no longer to work. You pay the penalty and you can reset what you have, which I think is, you know, I, I think that that's that's fine i mean the with no, dead you
1: have to pay like a bit of a penalty to like respect that i'm fine with yeah like that yeah. i'm like okay with because again i think that's kind of the happy middle ground
0: yeah with also with with dead cell um you're you've got you always have two main weapons and then you have two skills and as you go as you progress through the game it's it's a little like borderlands in a way because you're oi- there's a very good chance you're going to keep like switch its stuff out. And so you'll, you only have two of each. So you gotta, you gotta at least think before you go, but at the same time, um, you know, they, as you progress through the game, you're going to have a higher level item or skill that's going to possibly pop up randomly for you. However, there are also those fucking items or skills that just that are required to get through certain sections, but will absolutely dick you over and you have to lose one of your favorite skills. Which is no bueno. For anyone who's played Dead Cells, the ossuary is a piece of shit.
1: That is a tricky proposition.
0: Well, they make you they make you pick up this one skill and it allows you to light these lanterns so the miasma doesn't kill you. Um Because if the lanterns aren't lit, the miasma will literally just start leeching the life out of you. So by the time you get there though, you've got some pretty slick skills that you have to give up one of Uh, to get this like absolutely worthless thing outside of that one level.
1: That's that sounds like a more of a frustrating mechanic than anything else, to be honest. Yes. Yes. But to go back, I you know,
0: um, I think we're, 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 truly to the point where skills sh- should be interchangeable, but you know, the one penalty that would be, would, uh, that you would incur is that if you switch out to a skill that you haven't used it, you have to basically build it back up. Kind of like every single skill has a leveling system. So yeah. if you've used, you know, I don't know, fire breathing the entire game, and then you decided that fire breathing is not going to help me through the volcanic section. So I've got to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to, uh, Walls of ice, but I've never used it before. Yeah, it's gonna be weak, but so you're gonna take a huge hit with your spec, but at the same time, you're able to level it up, and hopefully survive.
1: That's what Last Epoch does. So what they do is they have like a, but as you level up your character level, when you swap to your Wall of Ice, Mm -hmm. it also now has a minimum level already invested into it. It's like. It, there's like a happy medium. So you don't start, you don't have to start back at level one. There's like a base level for all your skills if you change to them. So you already have some mastery in them. Yeah. And that increases as you play the game too.
0: Which, which I'm totally fine with, you know? Yeah,
1: no, I've, I, it works for me. I'm like, I'll take that. Cause and then it's not bad to change skills when you feel like,
0: well, how about this? There, there are quite a few games out there that have like, they have a skill tree, right? And mm-hmm. you get skill points for every single level up and you have to allocate them. Um, there are games out there that have at sometimes a steep penalty that allows you to basically respect everything. So it takes all the points out and you have to basically rebuild it from there. Yeah. It's a possible solution.
1: Yeah. No, that works for me. Um, yeah, I, I just like the idea of being able to Mm respect within reason. Um, so Yeah like your skills and your passes and that stuff because people don't want to be frustrated or hamstrung and again i think if i think it comes down to especially nowadays there's also so many games and varieties that you can try out Mm -hmm. where if you end up with a bad build you can't respect you're just going to play something else or you're just going to look on to youtube and figure out what the best build is and not try anything out of the you know ordinary right and that's why i don't like concrete skill builds is because and then if you want to check out the meta later, sure, go for it. But like, I know when I'm leveling up in games, if there's not a concrete skill set that I can later reset, Mm -hmm. I like to pick my own skills. And Mm -hmm. then if I have to later for like raids and stuff, okay, now look at the meta. But at least to start off and all that stuff, it's fun to find your own skills and be like, oh wow, this is actually really cool centerization that maybe it's not the ultimate meta. But it still works pretty damn well for me.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Huh. i I'm going to... My answer is going to be no to this next one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> All right. Can there ever be a successful console outside the big three?
1: I would say yes. And in the, in the reason I would say yes is because... We've seen rise and fall of systems over the years. I mean, 20, 30, 40 years from now, who knows what could actually happen? Um, So that's why I'd say, yes, it's possible. I'm not saying it's likely. Right. But I'm saying, is it possible? Sure. I mean, Microsoft created one after Nintendo and Sony and Sega were all established. What about Atari, man? Don't forget about Atari. Um, So I think it is possible. Um. Well, okay. Take for instance the Steam Deck, right? yeah I know that. I know it's not a technically console, but the way it's handheld, it kind of straddles the line a little bit. Speaking um, of
0: Steam Decks, they're finally on sale.
1: I saw that for the first time ever. It's <clears throat> um,
0: Still not enough for me to go buy one, but
1: no, I'm I'm not going to. It's. I mean, it would be cool to. Have one. Where I where I would like to have a Steam Deck is like when I'm at my job and like in between tickets, yep. you know, just pick up the Steam Deck, take a few turns, oh, another ticket, play it again. Like, yep. so there yep. would be some pretty cool things about it. But at the end of the day, no, I'm yep. not getting one. Agreed. Um, I would tell somebody like if they're starting off with a PC or like going to college and they want like a gaming device, I and mean, there's definitely use cases for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, also doing streaming and stuff probably doesn't really have a great um, use case for it either. No, no. Um, so I, I don't think there will be. Um, it would be a very hard. I think the other big issue too now is would be the barrier of entry for cost. Right. Um, to build one from the ground up, get all the developers and publishers on hand. Yeah. Um, it would just be super hard.
0: It would literally, it would have to, in order to truly succeed, I think what would have to occur is that this m- brand new console would have to have a very similar architecture to one of the existing uh, consoles out there uh, so that it it would be easy for, um, for them to uh, port their games over to the system.
1: I mean, that's kind of what... Steam already tried to do not the Steam Deck but the um, Steam Box, their... yeah, they already kind of tried to do that in a way with that. So I think it's it's been tried, um, it's just not likely because I felt to think about it, if there's like let's just say there's this hypothetical fourth console, like what value added does it bring to the market that doesn't already exist? I mean, technically, you don't really need. Both the PlayStation, Xbox, they really could serve the exact same audience. I'm glad there's both because competition's good, but really, just Nintendo or one or the other, life would go on.
0: Yeah, um,
1: and you probably have a, almost exactly the same ecosystems we have now. Really, um, you know, Nintendo doing their thing, and then Sony slash Microsoft doing their thing. You kind of have two ends of the console. Um, but I think with the three, it's like, you already kind of have that tripod of, they kind of balance each other out.
0: Yeah. And I also think that, you know, it's just the, the, uh, the only, like you would have to be something super duper special. I mean, you see Amazon and, and Google having you know dipped their toe into the the console gaming thing by doing uh cloud gaming and look how not well that's gone i think technically amazon luna is still there but of course stadia has gone so yeah I mean, and that's that's yeah, I mean, that's those are companies with lots of money
1: now i could see down the road apple doing more with the apple tv and trying to make mm-hmm. it into a gaming mm-hmm. console mm-hmm. that's always a possibility um, but again, we're also looking at games that cost more and more money all the time to produce. Well,
0: the other thing is that it would makes it would make more sense for Apple than any than another company simply because Apple already has platforms where there is a game library. Yeah, you know,
1: and they ha- they do have the um, gaming subscription service. So yeah. I guess in a way, you already kind of have a, another console out there with the Apple TV
0: yeah i just don't consider it that
1: no i don't either but if, it's one of those things where like apple doesn't always know what they want to market their apple tvs and so they just let it do a little bit of everything
0: that sounds like google
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i still think if google had not given up they could have made the stadium work i'm not saying like now right but i, I still think cloud computing is the future for gaming. I still think if they would stuck with it, it would have almost been like the Amazon where they would be like the main company behind this service. Mm-hmm. And when I say Amazon, I mean for home delivery products, like right. basically what Sears would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with basically Google and really Amazon both giving up, they basically have let that pass of really what I think eventually is going to be the way of gaming. Is it's all going to be basically remote services uh, for a game at yeah, some point. But-
0: that that infrastructure's got to be there
1: yeah I'm saying I, know, I don't know when it's going to be I mean if it was I'd right. be you know I'd be a venture capitalist myself yeah um but I think at some point it's going to happen I think it's inevitable honestly
0: yeah yeah it's 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 inevitable it's just you know uh, VR uh, true VR gaming is inevitable but we've been saying that yeah. since like the early
1: 90s I have been playing the um a little bit of the PS the PS5 VR 2, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, I don't get motion sickness off of it, which is nice because previous VR products I definitely have. Can you see um, your feet? Um, not when I'm in-game. Like if I do like the HUD mode where like I yeah. see my surroundings, yes, I can see everything.
0: Because I know that, that a, lot of, a lot of the issues from uh, previous VR projects is when individuals can't really judge like height and depth that's what makes them a little kooky
1: well i mean like because i'm playing i'm pretty much standing still like i'm standing gotcha. with my joysticks i mm-hmm. don't know what the proper name for them are my joystick things with my helmet mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of standing my biggest actually issue is i can't make my damn earbuds stay in because mm. <laughs> that's the 360 sound which they sound great mm-hmm. but like, when they're in yeah but my them keeps on falling out and i'm like drives me nuts but um no I man, it's cool i've been playing a lot of tetris on it
0: okay sure
1: it's a very therapeutic common game on vr i know it sounds weird and bizarre however i do have one major gripe with the game what's that uh, well actually i changed the controls so it's fine now
0: mm-hmm.
1: but basically there's no d-pad on your controls ah and so, when you're controlling the joystick, because you still have to move stuff with your joystick, mm-hmm. when you're moving your joystick like going straight up and down versus left and right just does not feel natural at all. Gotcha. So I was able to change the control, so it's fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while playing it, I'm like, this is really obnoxious because, like, I try going like over, I go like fast down instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: like, oh, where's my D-pad when I need it? Because that you can feel, but the joystick is just because, like, you move your hand kind of like that with mm-hmm. the thing yeah um but no it's i mean it's cool it's it's nice my next game i'm playing on it's going to be uh actually something you'd probably appreciate would be the resident evil game nice apparently it scares the shit out of people
0: I, i was either i was gonna i was gonna you know say a horror game either resident evil or the first dead space since the new dead space is out
1: is it VR? I don't remember seeing it on the I don't know if it is VR schedule. or not,
0: but it should be if it's not. I
1: think, when I was looking, because I was just filtering by VR games, I don't remember seeing Dead Space on it. It should be, damn it. Anyways. Yeah, so that, that'll be my next game. So if I come whimpering to you, you'll know why. I got, got, it. It. <laughs> got, got it, it, got it. All right, ladies and gentlemen,
0: let's take a pause real quick to thank the amazing friends of the show. These are the people who help Alter Confusion be the Alter Confusion that you love and adore. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And let's start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to (coughs) IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we gotta give to is... Well, wow. the next shout-out we have to give is to Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 20- 2015 by Andrew Tram, Noodle Boy Media, previously Watt Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high-level professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out Facebook.com slash Media. I will warn you, though, since he is currently in transition from being in Charleston, South Carolina to, uh, the state of Utah, that his schedule is probably a little bit, uh, filled right now.
1: Yep. Yeah. Moving cross country like that will definitely fill up your, uh, bucket of time.
0: Indeed. The next shout out we got to give to is to Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves, waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com! The next shout-out we gotta give is to... The music maestro himself, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Altica Fusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he could do for you. The final shout out we got to give is to the OG, the original patron of Alter Confusion that of course is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team working on satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in game development, Sorry, software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are dying to to find out how do I become a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to wow you. And that, of course, is, ladies and gentlemen, all too confused to survives love and loves support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon le- lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, werewolves, mummies, vampires, and much more, to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability. To- we need to build an even stronger creative career currently we have two tiers that you can pledge at. there's the one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year tier and what that will get you is early access to all of our playthroughs as well as patron only posts uh, that will ap- appear on patreon if you're feeling a little frisky uh you go up to the five dollar tier not only does it give you everything at the one dollar tier so it's five dollars a month or sixty dollars a year not only do you get everything at the one dollar tier but you also uh, gain your name or organization added to every single thank you section of Thursday Hangouts. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to become a patron of Altered Confusion today, all you got to do is go to Patreon, dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, before I go into the next one, I have to take a, a drink. So I apologize
1: <laughs> real quick. Drink all you need,
0: <laughs> Oh, wow. And my camera, once again, is super out of focus. I don't know what's going on.
1: You look like you've had too many to drink. It's like blurry vision from too much happy juice. All
0: right, here we go. This is something that's very important to Alter Confusion. That is, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. As unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra life.org and search for altered confusion today. All right, I've got to restart this camera apparently because what?
1: Let's see. You break it. I don't know.
0: There we go. And I'm back. Ha ha ha.
1: Look at you. I had no Wait, I had lots of faith. All the faith. Of None course. Of yes. Oh, faith.
0: Yes. Mm, yes. All right. So, as anyone who's ever played a video game for more than mm, eight, nine, ten years could tell you, there are fads that go through the video game industry. Now, of course, we've been basically holding on to the zombie fad for. God knows how long. So the question that was presented to me was, "What do you think is the next thing to be exploited in upcoming games?"
1: First-person <laughs> shooters. Oh wait. Uh, space aliens. Oh wait. Um, emo anime characters. Oh wait. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. I can't. I feel honestly, um rogue games.
0: I I if if I have to go with, yeah, I think rogue games actually to be be honest with you, I think if we're if we're gonna go genre, I would say uh, collectible card rogue game.
1: Oh where the rogue yes, game would, yeah. is,
0: is dependent on the cards that you collect during gameplay.
1: I would say you're definitely right, yes. Now, which I mean, it makes sense if you're especially a smaller developer, it gives you a lot of potential replayability without having to necessarily create new content because right. the content's a lot behind the whole point of being replayability. Yep. So I get why it's a thing. Um, as you know, it's not necessarily my genre, um, but I understand why people like it a lot.
0: Um, if if I had to go with like thematically. I would say, I don't know why I want to say this, but I want to say that dinosaurs are going to make a comeback.
1: Dinosaurs? Yeah.
0: I think that you're, you're going to see boy, more dino-based games.
1: That arc? game? Well, you got the arc game. Yep. Um, and then you have all the Monster Hunter games.
0: You got uh that new movie with... um, Oh, crap. What's his name? The guy who plays Kylo Ren in Star Wars.
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. he's He's making... What was the name of the movie? Like... Oh shit. I can't remember what it is The Adam driver is yes. the actor. And it's like this movie where he's, it's a futuristic thing, but somehow they end up on a planet that's ruled by dinosaurs. So it's like him with like futuristic weapons, trying with trying to save his family from dinosaurs. So yeah, that would be right. the next big theme. It's going to be dinosaurs. It's going to be travel. It's going to be time traveling humans who have to deal with the di- a dinosaur outbreak.
1: The Land Before Time?
0: Yeah, but there are no humans that The Land Before Time.
1: Oh. There were in my version. (laughs) I don't know what version you were watching. (laughs) You just got to use your imagination, man. It's all the voices in my head. Oh, well, the voices in your head,
0: that's something different.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And that's why I'm always right, because of the voices in my head.
0: Well, one of the voices is always right. Doesn't have to be yours.
1: No, yeah, oh. my voice is always right in my head.
0: You can't claim all the voices in your head.
1: Whose voices would they be if they're not my voices in my head? I'm very confused now.
0: There's there's uh, hidden characters in your head.
1: Yeah, but they're still my hidden characters. I just don't know that they exist. They're locked behind. I don't know. Maybe someone. Oh. Maybe a third-party
0: hacker... Added those that voice in your head.
1: Ooh, I mean, I guess if there was a third party voice in my head, how would I know if it's actually my voice or this third party voice exactly. making it happen trying to make you believe it's my voice?
0: Exactly. Ooh, make your head hurt now, huh?
1: That's what the voices in my head tell me.
0: Um, well, there you go. Uh, there is, there was, been a news that came out uh, today, and that is the. The CEO of Twitch has resigned. Oh, after how many years? 16 years.
1: Hmm. I mean, they've made quite the impression over 16 years. I mean, obviously they have their hiccups along the way, but they are the leader in video game streaming for better or for worse. Yep. Yep. they They obviously have done very well under the stewardship and, uh, now, who knows where Amazon will take it in years to come?
0: Yes. Now, of course, the, re- the, the reason why uh, he is stepping away, um, which I don't know if this is, you know, this is the actual reason, but this is a pretty good reason uh, coming from uh, having gone through this as well. Uh, one of his main factors is that he recently became a father for the very first time, and he wants to put more focus on his family
1: that's a very solid reason. And I would also say, uh, maybe this is a bit cynical, but being the CEO of, uh, which he probably is financial well enough where he never actually has to work again.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. I know. mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch yeah. of, uh, professional athletes that once they become a family man, they don't have, um, you know, it, if they're not like the Uber top of the, um, you know, top of the mountain that they, if they've made enough money, they'll step away so that, you know, they could actually still walk. If you're a football player, they could still walk your kid, you know, uh, down the aisle for when they get married or something.
1: I'm not worried so much about can I walk? It's is my brain going to remember who that is. I'm walking down the aisle. That too. Unfortunately.
0: That too. Um, so I will, I will fully admit that I finally, I took the plunge and I bought Hogwarts Legacy. Oh. And? Um, I have to say that it's, it's a pretty solid game. Um, thankfully, uh, thanks to, uh, Dr. Ryan Moore of Hero Chiropractic, I found out that there's a way to not look like a total, um, psychopath. Um, as, as is the case with most RPGs, you know, you're collecting, um, equipment, you're collecting a hat, gloves, a cape, um, yeah. clothes, all that stuff. And of course, to get the strongest combo, you're, you're going to be mixing and matching. So I had like a green floppy hat with the, like a, this weird ass mask that covers my entire face with this, like disgusting orange scarf around my neck. It's just it's basically like your my character dressed in the dark, ready to kill or blow up Hogwarts. That's what my character looked like. Thankfully, Dr. Ryan showed me that there is a way to make your character look the way you want to, <coughs> but still get the added benefits from all the random shit that you're you've got.
1: It's like a good built in <laughs> wardrobe system. Yes nice so you basically can
0: you can equip something and then you do change look to and then you could choose something uh, a different look in your wardrobe
1: so what house did you choose
0: the the selection the oh my gosh the hat uh put me in ravenclaw which is exactly where i've always said i would go so
1: i thought you could pick if you wanted to
0: you could um but they ask you a couple questions and then based off those the answers, they're like, I think you're gonna be in Ravenclaw! And then like they give you the option, or do you think we got it wrong? And if they got it wrong, then you could select whatever house you wanna go to.
1: It's like that scene in Harry Potter where they briefly thought about changing houses. Yeah. Yeah, makes so, sense.
0: The one weird thing about the story of uh, um, Hogwarts Legacy is that you, your character is gonna be a fifth year of coming for hmm. your first time at Hogwarts, so and it makes sense that it has to be an a, uh, an older person or older character with where the storyline goes. Okay. So, but um, but yes, I will say that I it is an open world game, and I may have done a little bit too much exploring early on, <laughs> and to unlock some stuff that that you that you have to do in the game. Um, they're like, okay, you have to successfully dodge uh, five attacks, but here's the problem. I've been roaming around so much and leveling up that nothing can attack me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, literally, you, like, I, I could blow anything away.
1: <laughs> you broke the game.
0: So so it's like, but, but I have to... And the other thing is that a lot of the enemies, don't actually charge you. The only w- reason why you would dodge is if someone's trying to go hand-to-hand with you, but hello, you're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. And so you're going to be using your wand, and a lot of creatures are going to be far away, and even if they get close up to you, they are not. They might not charge you. And the only w- way to do a successful dodge is if the character charges you. So that was but, a little bit of a pain in the ass.
1: Did you figure out how to finally dodge?
0: Oh, no, I knew how to dodge. I knew but... But trying to coax an enemy into actually attacking me to allow me to do the dodge, that was the problem.
1: You eventually got that figured out, though?
0: <laughs> yeah. because I, It there... took you
1: a little bit longer than you intended.
0: But the, the sad thing is that you—you, you, in order to complete one of the main missions, you have to have Expelliarmus unlocked. Okay. And in order to get Expelliarmus unlocked, you had to do that successful dodge and some other stuff. And the I other stuff so. was easy. But here's the thing. I I di- I completed that quest, and guess what? I never had to use Expelliarmus. What? Yeah. <laughs> Are
1: you even a real wizard?
0: <clears throat> I mean, I've I've got it unlocked. I've got a shit ton of spells unlocked, and once you've completed that one, thank God, um, you have the ability to have more than just the four uh, hot buttons, because you're gonna be playing. You're you're gonna be playing with a controller most yep. likely. So you have your what, A, B, X, Y. And at the beginning of the game, um, you're going to have, you'll start opening up spells and then you'll just add it to the wheel. And the unfortunate thing is if you're like me and you're an explorer, uh, you're going to have to keep changing out those spells because you only have four slots. But after you complete the spell, the the quest that you require Expelliarmus on, then you have the ability to start unlocking additional ones so in order to call up the spells, you hold the right trigger and Makes you hit sense. one of the buttons. But once you've unlocked the, the additional thing, you hit right trigger and then you hit the D-pad and it will switch between, I think you can have up to four uh-huh. if, if when you unlock them. So now I have the ability to quickly like rotate so I don't have to constantly have to go back through and reset my hotkeys every single time I need that spell one time.
1: You can't just fire, shoot fire bullets, nonstop and wing?
0: No, because you'll need to repair stuff or, um, or illuminate something or go invisible or, uh, set something on fire or, um, pull it towards you or make it, uh, levitate or, what was the, uh, or make it, make, uh, the enemy's weapon fly out of their hands.
1: Expelliarmus! That's kind of mean of you sounding.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
1: Don't the do way their toys. They're just trying to have fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think you're supposed to be about, like, a level three or four when you go and do
1: that quest. Yeah, I'm a level 19. Good lord, Joe. <laughs> Did you already, like, beat the game? You didn't even do all the quest lines? No, you,
0: you can't. You have to do the... Um... You, you have to do specific things to unlock spells to allow for the continuation of the game.
1: Ah, uh, that makes sense.
0: You, you have to attend certain classes and then after those classes, the professors give you extra work and that extra work will then open up the ability to learn a new spell. But the extra work is like the most mundane-ass shit. It's like busy work, like the the dodge five times. Or yeah. you have to have... Um, try to use this potion in combat. I'm like, I don't need that potion, but okay. Oh, you also have limited inventory. (laughs) anyways. You also have limited inventory when it comes to your equipment. So, if you're running around like I am, and you're opening a bunch of chests, you're getting a ton of equipment, you gotta keep an eye on how much you have, because there's gonna be a time going, oh, but I'm out of space. And you got to go find a vendor and sell it though. It is really weird. So in Harry Potter, uh, sorry, uh, um, Hogwarts legacy, you're collecting a bunch of like potion, um, uh, ingredients, right? You can't yep. sell that shit. Like I have like an overabundance of some of these ingredients, but I can't sell them. I can only sell the, the hats, the shirts, the gloves, the, uh, whatever else. It's so stupid.
1: It sounds like they're trying to be very helpful.
0: Well, early on in the game, the 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 price tag on some of the stuff is just like astronomical. It's like, how the hell am I ever gonna have this much money? And then if you're like me and you've been roaming around all over the place, uh, I've got that much money.
1: <laughs> Do you have enough money? Yeah. <clears throat> you got it, you got it figured out.
0: Yeah, just over game. And then go, so, oh shit, I strategy, should be doing this.
1: But that's your RPG strategy though. You always like being super OP'd. Mm-hmm. It's your way of doing it. And it sounds like you've done that very successfully.
0: Yes. Um, though, one thing that I learned going back to Dead Cells is that uh, you cannot, you do not want to have a well-rounded character. Uh, you have three different, mm. uh, basically you have three different skills or areas that you get to um, put your points in and if you evenly space it yeah you're going to have a lot of health however you're the later in the game you get the more hits are going to be required to take down an enemy but if you throw like everything into I think brutality is the one that that's mostly melee you might not have a, a lot of health but man do you pack a punch
1: it sounds like that works yeah
0: so um. But yeah, uh, I do want to apologize for those patrons out there who are like, where the hell are our early access playthroughs? <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks to this wonderful allergies. My brain is completely like cotton candy. I can't think straight. And yes, you've seen me play dead cells. Cause at this point it's m- muscle memory. Um, I don't think that I have the attention span to truly give you a, I mean, I could record, myself playing some games and throw it up there, but I want to give you a true, you know, um, uh, playthrough experience where you actually get to hear some of my inner thoughts as I try to do it and not me basically drooling on the mic because my brain's gone again.
1: But where did your brain go, sir?
0: It ran away when the pollen decided, when mother nature decided to kick me in the nuts over and over and over again.
1: It's not cool, man.
0: It's not. It's not. Because I really want to I really want to write the review for Kenna uh, Bridge of Spirits because it's a great game and I want people to check it out. But literally I, I can't get past this the second sentence without me going, I words no good. So I apologize.
1: Where did the words go? I'll fix it. I think they're I think you're losing your words and your cough, sir.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, all my words are getting lost with every single cough. You should have heard me at the beginning of the week. It was much worse than this.
1: But see, this frozen weather—it's helped to <laughs> clear things out, right?
0: No, no, no. It's it's the added wonders of uh, nose spray. Of what? Nose spray.
1: Ah, there you go.
0: So, anyways, okay. ladies and gentlemen, before we go into any more of Charlie's personal hygiene and and drug regimen, I think we're we've reached the end of our show. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zealus, it's been a pleasure giving to give you a to of our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back soon with another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world.
0: Amen to that, brother.